0: It is Fan Friday, but the Chargers have some big news. They have a new special teams coordinator, and Ryan Ficken is the man who is going to try to turn the unit around.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, but we're heading into our fifth as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? It's Fan Friday. We wanted to get you involved in today's show. But as always, make sure to go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel if you haven't already. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But on today's episode, we have some actual news. In the offseason, somebody ring a bell somewhere or something because we don't get this kind of content often. And the Chargers have found their new special teams coordinator in Ryan Ficken from the uh, Vikings special teams coordinator formerly. So we'll talk about what he's going to bring to the table and maybe some reunions that could happen because of that. But it is Fan Friday, so we wanted to get into some really, really good fan questions you guys always bring it, So we'll talk about the deepest positions this year in free agency. If it's time to think about a new punter and kicker, maybe Matt or Ryza, right? And we'll also talk about, is the answer to the Chargers right tackle problem already on the roster I'll go along with what we're always get, what we're also going to get into with getting into the free agent that is most likely to go to the Chargers in free agency sorry for all the podcast listeners Dave was making a weird face and he made me stumble over my words but today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank but David, we were surprised when Darius Swinton and the Chargers one-year special teams coordinator got fired, but the Chargers special teams had been horrendous well before Darius Swinton, but only got up to 28th in special teams DVOA in his lone season. We knew it was a group that was improving, but we understood the Chargers trying to make a move there, and they decided to take Ryan Ficken, who is an exciting prospect from the Minnesota Vikings. I think the thing that stands out about him, first of all, 15 years with the same organization, multiple different position coaches like wide receiver and running back. But for the last eight years, he's had a lot to do with their special teams, including being an assistant special teams coordinator for seven of those. And also being the actual special teams coordinator in 2021, getting the promotion. And David, what was your reaction to that signing?
2: Yeah. I mean, the first thing I wanted to know is who this guy is and and what, you know, kind of what he's all about. So, I mean, a guy, like you said, who was with an organization for 15 years, through multiple different roles and multiple different head coaches. And, yeah. you know, this is a guy who the organization, even while they were, you know, going to look for another head coach or was waiting for their uh, head coach to come from the Rams that they're about to hire, uh, this is a guy they wanted to retain, you know, from, you know, Tom Pelissero, um said the Chargers are hiring Ryan Ficken as a special teams coordinator. Ficken spent the past 15 seasons in a variety of roles in Minnesota where he was highly regarded. He was initially blocked. But LA pursued him hard and got him. So I think that's uh, kind of something that really makes you feel good about this move. Is that you know this is a guy that was highly regarded that they wanted to keep, they wanted to retain even through another head coach. And the Chargers basically said, "Hey, I am going to bang and and knock this door down until you uh, you know let me you know go ahead and take this guy and add him to my staff." So I think just. Based off of that bit bit of information, you got to be excited uh, about what his ability could be. And hopefully he's a better cultural fit with the Chargers. And uh, that's one thing that unfortunately was kind of a comment made about Darius Swinton. So hopefully, you know, this is a guy who fits more with what they're trying to get done.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you talked about it, just having gone through so many head coaches and to have each coach retain you. Right. While they're bringing in their own new coaching staff, I think says a lot. And the fact that they tried to block it, I mean, we were joking before the show, like if they blocked it, like how did the Chargers get it unblocked? You know what I mean? <laughs> like they just kept calling over and over again until they just finally you know, relented into letting him come to the Chargers because it is a position to position swap that they're doing. Right. He's not getting a promotion by going to the Chargers. So they do have the opportunity to block it. They obviously are going to get a new head coach. You might want his own staff. And they have a new general manager. Shout out to Luke Braun. Locked on Vikings, but at the same time, I, mean, I think this is an exciting move for the Chargers because even though he was an assistant special teams coach in 2020 when the Vikings had the 31st ranked DVOA in their special teams, only better than the Chargers, who were historically historically bad, he was the guy that ended up turning that unit around, and that's what you want if you're the Chargers, is the guy that's going to turn the unit around, because I thought Darius Swinton made some huge strides going from a historically bad special team's to a you know decent special teams average at points of the season, but ended up you know in total far below average at twenty eighth. This guy went from thirty first to thirteenth in his first season as the main special teams coordinator for the Vikings. So I think it is exciting, Dave, and I think all you can hope is that he takes some of the progress right in the young players that Darius Swinton groomed last year and continues to keep that unit going in the right direction.
2: Yeah, because this is a unit that still needs a lot of development. There's still a lot of young players, especially on this unit that need to continue to grow as a special teams player. I mean, guys that, you know, if they do well on special teams, maybe that's going to parlay that into an you know, a starting role or an opportunity on offense or defense. We've seen that with several players with the chargers. Hell, that's how Austin Eckler made his name, right? Austin Eckler was a guy who was at the bottom of the depth chart, was an undrafted free agent, would basically just said, Hey, I'll do anything I have to, to earn a spot on a team. And he did that through special teams. Also drew tranquil. Another great example, a guy who's just a demon on special teams, made plays and then fought his way onto the defense and, He's been there ever since. So uh, the special teams unit is obviously very important. And, you know, there's very few variables that kind of separate a very good special teams unit to a very bad special teams unit. So hopefully this guy, along with the rest of you know most of the Chargers coaching staff, is a guy who is going to continue to develop players and develop this special teams unit because it obviously has to get better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It has to get better. 28th isn't good enough. And before that, I mean, it wasn't Darius Wenton's fault. I mean, 31st or worst, the three out of the four seasons before Darius Wenton got to the Chargers. So, I mean, it's been a bad unit. And I think what we learned is, you know, you can't just rely always on your offense or your defense, you know, in particular. You have to be strong. And that hasn't been a weapon for the Chargers in a long time. But I think one of the things this also means, David, is a potential, you know, kind of switch up at some of the positions the Chargers previously had manned, right? I mean, they yeah. could shake things up a little bit. Dustin Hopkins is a free agent. Andrew Roberts is a free agent. Ty Long is a restricted free agent. and We'll talk about him later on in the show as well. But one of the things it could bring to is an unlikely reunion between him and his former all-pro return man, Cordell Patterson or Cordero Patterson. Because he was a guy that obviously has always been an electric return man. I think probably one of the best that we've ever seen. Honestly, just consistency over a lot of years. And he was a really good running back last year as a receiver coming out of the backfield. And just as a runner last year for the Atlanta Falcons. He's a free agent. So it is fun to kind of think about how different this unit could look, David. Especially if we expect it to be much better. Because at a certain point, you need new
2: personnel. We see the impact of relationships through every facet of the NFL. We see it when a head coach gets hired. A lot of the people they know are going to get added to the staff. When there are coaches that have worked with particular players in the past, we've seen those relationships manifest themselves later on in, in careers as well. So it would not surprise me at all if the Chargers were to put something together to get Corderell Patterson in a Chargers uniform, and that would be obviously incredibly exciting because not only would they be getting a special teams demon, but they get another crazy open field weapon that, I mean, could work with Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and just yeah. some of the other dynamic uh, weapons that the Chargers already have. So, I mean, that would be uh, pretty awesome to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously a guy that brings a lot of yards after the catch ability, right? And I think that's something that this offense needs. You need, you know, somebody else and more talent in that running back room as well. You feel better about Justin Jackson coming back if you brought in a guy like Cordero Patterson, right? Just because he brings, you know, they all bring different elements and he's such a weapon in the open field too. It would be something I would definitely like to see, obviously, as your starting return man in that situation too. I liked Andre Roberts. I'd still be okay with Andre Roberts. I'd be okay if they trying to find a younger player to do that as well, you know, if they want to use something in the draft to go get one of those guys, but – One of the things that we saw in 2021 is just that the Chargers still aren't getting enough out of their special teams unit. And Justin Herbert can't just keep putting Herculean efforts and just try to carry the other two-thirds of what a team is in the defense and special teams. And unfortunately, it's been a trailer, right? The special teams hasn't helped the Chargers in a long time. Hopefully, Ryan Ficken is the guy that can start to turn that situation around because it desperately needs it. But I do need to tell Chargers fans about an app that everybody who gets gas needs to know about. And, of course, I'm talking about the free get upside app but you can download it on the google play store or the apple app store and this is something that if you're not using it you're missing out because so many of us get gas if you're not saving a couple you know if you're not saving some money at the gas pump then you need to get the get upside app because you can save 25 cents or more on your first fill up when you download the app and use the promo code at touchdown you'll save money every time you go to the gas pump you can take a little bit off of the number you see up there because i can promise you it's probably atrocious Especially if you live in California, the gas prices are crazy. It's almost five dollars. Take some of that money away with the GetUpSign app: twenty-five cents or more on your first fill-up when you use the promo code Touchdown. There's ride-share drivers, food delivery drivers. If you're doing something like that, you can save hundreds of dollars a year with the GetUpSign app, and there's no downside to it. You can get the money back directly into your bank account. You can also get it in gift cards like Amazon and other big brands, and you can also get it through PayPal as well. So you're already doing it anyways get it into your bank account instead, right? And you can get 25 cents or more on that first fill up and save gas every time you go to the pump. Make sure to use the promo code to touchdown so you can start saving money on gas today. I also need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Charges podcast, and that's betonline.net. Well, football, it might be less right now, guys. There's only one more big game left, but it also is the best game of football of the season to bet on. And if you guys aren't betting on the Super Bowl, I mean, it's the number one day, and the only place you should go for that is BetOnline because there's a ton of offers right now. If you go to the website, they can hook you up with some cash back. There's a ton of promotions they have going on for the Super Bowl. And once you get to the Super Bowl, you're going to find all the best prop bets that you can ask for, right? And that's what I love about the Super Bowl, finding all the weirdest bets to bet on. And you know I'm going to have action on all of that stuff. And I'm doing it all with BetOnline.net because from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022 and it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odd coverages are the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, it is Fan Friday. We had to get to some news, but I'm glad we can get the fans incorporated into this show and have them kind of guide the content today. Obviously, in the off season, having a daily show brings some content grind, of course. When we've been... Really happy with just being able to bring some fresh content to you guys every day. But it's nice to know kind of where you guys want the show to go. So we wanted to get into as many questions as we can. You can hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. And we have a little bit of both today, David. But I did want to start with Jeff Payne this who reached out on Twitter and said, With six glaring positions of need, all three levels of defense, right tackle, wide receiver, and tight end, what are the deepest positions in free agency that we can pull from? So, David, when you were scouring the free agent market, what was the position that stood out to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, just looking at a couple of lists of you know the top free agents that are going to be out there in 2022, I think the first position that kind of stuck out to me right away is not really a position I think the Chargers will look to uh, really add to unless it's a particular explosive speed threat, and that's wide receiver. Just There's several guys on there that's scheduled to be a free agent this year whether it's Chris Godwin or Alan Robinson or Michael Gallup or Juju Smith-Schuster or DJ Chark. I mean, there's just several decent weapons out there that you know would help any team. Also, I mean, I think there was a good amount of cornerbacks out there too. J.C. Jackson, Stefan Gilmore, DJ Reed. Darius Williams, Isaiah Oliver. So several names. on. I mean, I think a couple of decent names on the defensive line, too. But, I mean, I think those are the position groups. Also, Edge, too. Edge, definitely. There's some edge rushers out there, especially some veteran guys that could come in and really help the Chargers unit, for sure.
0: I've never even heard of Isaiah Oliver. But the, those top two names, though, sound pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's a night, I mean, for wide receivers, I don't know if there's that explosive yak guy out there. I mean, you can throw Odell Beckham Jr., right? You can throw Christian Kirk also just into that deep pool of wide receivers. You can also throw Mike Williams in there. Maybe that, you know, is what kind of, you know, such a flooded market means maybe he doesn't get as much as he's expecting, but he's definitely one of the best options out there, even with that kind of stacked unit. So maybe there's guys that fit a little better with the Chargers, but there's not really that guy that you can look at That brings exactly what the Chargers would need, especially if they bring Mike Williams back. But I do agree with Edge. I mean, you look at the names that Edge has a ton of guys to choose from. You go Harold Landry, you talk about Chandler Jones, two guys we talked about yesterday, Von Millridge, Davian Clowney, Randy Gregory, Hassan Reddick. There's a lot of great edge rushers the Chargers could go after, and they also have you know Chenin Wosu, who they have to potentially try to re-sign as well too, because those guys. There's a lot of guys on the market, right? I think the Chargers, yeah. it's hard to know what's out there, but if you let Ochenna get to free agency, then you let the price potentially go up. But let's get to the next Twitter question we have here from Gaz Collins, who asks, is it time to draft a kicker or even trade for one? Having a reliable, reliable kicker has never been so important. So, David, this is always a hot topic, I think, on social media, whether or not you should use a draft pick on a, you know, a kicker, because when you look last season – there was only one kicker that was drafted, and it was Evan McPherson from the Cincinnati Bengals, and that seems to be doing you know a pretty bang up job for them yeah, so far.
2: in the but, Super Bowl,
0: <laughs> yeah, in the Super Bowl and I mean just making game winning kicks, right? I mean perfect yeah, in the playing playoffs with swagger, so far. Man.
2: yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: so I mean there are options you know potential chances obviously that it could work. I will say this though, Tom Tolesco David has never drafted a kicker in his time as general manager.
2: Well, and the Chargers haven't had any kind of consistency, very yeah. you know, or very, con, you know, yeah, there really hasn't been any consistency at the kicker position throughout his entire tenure as the Chargers general manager. So, uh, I mean, he, I think it's time. Yeah, I think it's time to start to really invest in that position, that position group. The Chargers haven't really got enough consistent play out of that that unit in a long time. So, I think that this would be a year that you might see them take a kicker and a punter. They they have a lot of late round picks. And obviously that's when you're probably going to see a punter and a kicker come off the board is in those five, five through seven rounds. Most of the time.
0: Most of the time. Yeah. And then you get the occasional, you know, Roberto Aguayo <laughs> in the, in the second round. Joke. I mean, the Raiders took Sebastian Janikowski 17th overall in the first round. So Teams do crazy stuff with kickers at times. But, I mean, if the Chargers were to target one, I think they would do, obviously, in the seventh round or something yeah. like that. But what about Dustin Hopkins? You know what I mean? Yeah, Hopkins, I wouldn't mind bringing Dustin Hopkins back either. Well, I think the tough thing is, like I said, they haven't drafted anybody. They've also brought in Josh Lambeau, who for a while was the best kicker on the team until Urban Meyer literally kicked him, right, and, and shook all of his confidence. Uh, and then you also have Young uh, Ku, who has, you know, quietly been elite since he left to go to the atlanta falcons since he I mean, left though one of the things that happened with those situations the chargers at least in young wake who's you know sense they didn't give him enough time they didn't really see what he had they didn't no. go through the struggles but that that happens with kickers a lot though you know they start someplace don't do very good and they go somewhere else and do a lot better i mean even michael Badger right. seemed decent for the colts but still ended up making missing some big kicks for them but Either way, I mean, it's hard to say. I looked through kickers, and I'm not going to pretend I'm a kicker expert on here by any means, right? But I will say that it didn't seem like there was any one consensus dude in this draft class, unlike last year, where you look at a guy, it's like, okay, well, that's a dude that's worth spending a pick on. You know, like that's a dude that you wouldn't mind spending that capital on instead of taking a chance at maybe a late round developmental corner or something like that. But those compensatory t- picks could end up playing a big part of that, and we'll see if they end up drafting one or continue to go with the undrafted free agent round. But we do have a voicemail I want to get into, so let's go to David. Great name from New York. Let's see what he has for us.
1: This is David from New York. I love the show. I listen to you guys every morning. Obviously, the season didn't end the way we would have liked. It is disappointing, especially seeing what the Bengals are doing now and knowing we went into their house and basically dismantled them several weeks ago. But here's here's my thing. I wanna see this team get tougher on defense. This team sort of lacks lacks that fire. I know we got Derwin, I know we got Bosa. They just don't have that intensity that some of our great defenses have had in the past. Is there a guy out there in free agency you think could help fill that role? You know, that first half of the Raiders game on Monday night, that was a perfect example of what this defense is capable of. My second question is I think Ty Long's days should be done. Do you see the Chargers potentially using one of their their supplemental picks on a guy like Matt Reza who could, you know, single-handedly flip the entire script of a game with his big foot. So, uh let me know, and I look forward to hearing from you Take care.
0: Well, as San Diego guys, I think we're both big Matt Reza fans, you know, Matt Reza yeah. fans. I mean, the dude is a true weapon as a special teams player. I don't know if you're getting him with the seventh-round pick, though, and that's pretty much where all of the Chargers' compensatory picks are projected to be at this point. I don't think you're getting him there. But yeah, I mean I would love it. You know what I Hell mean? Yeah. I would love because that makes it like you're flipping the field. You're punting from your own thirty yard line, you know, and now you're backing them up in the shadow of their own goal line. You yeah, know? and dude's that dude got is, a
2: bazooka for a leg. It's I mean, ridiculous. and he's just
0: special too. He has touch, yeah. he has the bazooka leg, he can kick field goals too in a pinch. Like the dude does everything for them and like is a special talent at that position. How you value that in a draft becomes a lot more, you know, hard to to judge. But He did, Tom Tolesco, that is, draft a punter in the sixth round, Drew Kayser, and then got rid of him because he wasn't holding snaps good enough. But, David, who do you think out Uh, of the free agents you looked at? Obviously, toughness is a hard thing to gauge. Obviously, there are players that you can feel the energy, maybe some more desire than others. But is there a free agent that kind of fits that mold for you?
2: Yeah, well, I think when we think about toughness, for me at least, when I'm thinking about that for the Chargers, I'm thinking about the defensive line, right? I'm thinking about guys that can make an impact on the in the trenches and, and really, you know, start from there. So two guys, you know, that we've talked about before, it's just Akeem Hicks, the, you know, the veteran and, and BJ Hill. If he actually makes it to free agency, I mean, I would love the Chargers to sign either one of those guys. Those guys create a presence on the in, in on the inside, have some pass rush ability, can stop the run and you know have that relentless motor that you're looking for. So both of those guys I would love. Also, you know, if we're looking at edge Obviously, as a guy I've talked about before, but, you know, Emmanuel Ogba, I wouldn't mind adding that type of guy on the other side of Joey Bosa just to get some more pass rush. You can never get enough pass rush. So those are some names I think that would definitely help the Chargers and, you know, kind of add some toughness.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when you think of toughness, like the one thing you think of is like, you don't want to get blown off the line of scrimmage. So those guys would definitely help with that. And I think, I mean, It means having corners that aren't willing to come up and tackle, right? Having glass-eating linebackers that don't mind meeting a man in the hole. Like a Denzel Perryman comes to mind, right? Right. But they have that, I feel like, at safety. Both those guys can tackle and have the want to tackle. Linebacker, I think they could be a little bit more physical, but they could also be a little bit more athletic, and you know, they need some more speed there too. But toughness, I mean, you're talking about those interior guys. They definitely need to get tougher there. But Akeem Hicks not only would add to the toughness, To this team, but I do think he's a guy that realistically could end up with the Chargers. So we'll talk about him and a couple other guys that we think are realistic options for the Chargers in free agency coming up after this. But this whole show is just a talking point, so I could get to this built bar ad in the second read because built bars are my favorite protein bars, and it's basically my entire diet right now. No, but I do eat built bars every single day because one of the things that's great about them is I've been able to take all the treat stashes in my house and fill them with Bilt Bar. So when I need something, when I need something to kind of break up the monotony of being on a diet, I grab a Bilt Bar, and they have great flavors to choose from, which always help. You can get dessert while also getting a protein bar that's going to be packed with 17 grams of protein for the most part. And then you're also getting something that most importantly tastes great. They are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. You're not going to get any chalky or waxy protein bar taste, and I've had both of those. Neither one of them are good, but when you're talking about flavors like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie you could even go coconut almond you could go mint brownie and they release new flavors it seems like every week I mean they're so often they're putting up brand new flavors and the new flavors are always bangers I mean they don't usually miss on those limited time flavors so make sure to go to Built.com, check out the new flavors that they have available for you and find something that makes it seem like you're having a cheap meal while getting something that fits on your diet and you can even save some money since you listen to the show you can use the promo code locked 15. At built.com, and you can save 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 at built.com for 15% off on your built bar order. All right, David, we well, back to Fan Friday here. We have some more questions to get to, and we'll get right into it because Donald Ricker has a good question from Twitter today, and he's asking about free agency. We've asked, you know, who's the best? Who do we not want? We've had a lot of questions like that, but Donald's asking, Are there any free agents that the Chargers could realistically pursue? And I think there's a lot of them, right? But the Hicks is definitely one of those guys. But I think there's some more players out there that would make a lot of sense for the Chargers specifically as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the guys that was floated around from the Rams, that obvious connection there with uh, Brandon Staley being the defensive coordinator over there. A guy who really shined under Brandon Staley is Darius Williams, the corner I think he's a, he's going to be a free agent this offseason, and I think that's a natural connection there. Same with uh, Sebastian Joseph Day as well, just another guy who excelled in that Brandon Staley defense, uh, which wouldn't have to leave town, could just switch locker rooms and switch uniforms and keep on going. And you already have that relationship that you've established, and I think the, those are natural fits.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of guys I'm sure they could realistically pursue, at least. You know, yeah, they because, got like, plenty of money for sure. They have the money and we've seen them, you know, as recently as last season, go after top guys at their position, like Corey Lindsley, right? They went out and made that deal done. But I think like Akeem Hicks also goes along with what we've seen from them, right? I mean, when the Chargers needed a defensive tackle, they went with experience and a guy who had connections to Gus Bradley and Brandon Meebane. When Brandon Meebane was done, they moved on to Limbaugh Joseph, aging defensive tackles. And that hasn't necessarily been a recipe for success. But from what I've seen from Hakeem Hicks, I mean, he does still have some juice. I mean, it's a connection that makes a lot of sense with Brandon Staley's ties in Chicago. I would say if I was going to throw a curveball in here as a guy that could pursue, it would be Von Miller, just because that's another guy that knows Brandon Staley's system. I know the Rams are going to do whatever they can, you know, to try to find some way to fit that dude into their next year's cap. Just because, I mean, you traded a second and a third round pick for it, right? Obviously, it paid off in a Super Bowl trip, but... When they're looking at when they do restructure and potentially cut people, who's one of the guys they're going to be trying to get the most back? You don't want to lose the dude you spent a couple of picks on because you're not picking until the fourth round in 2022, right? So that would be my kind of curveball. That would be my dark horse candidate as a guy that they could realistically pursue. Whether it gets done is a different conversation, but I think you're looking for ties with Brandon Staley. Even though we didn't really see that last year in free agency, when we did see that was in the season when they went and got a few different guys, right? That yeah, used to be with Brand State like a Trey Marshall and some of the other you know, end-of-the-roster type of players that they brought to fill in for injuries. So we have seen them bring in guys with ties before. But let's get to the next one here, David. We have Jim from Virginia Beach who thinks he has something that's going to make your head explode, and I'm excited to see it.
1: This is Jim from Virginia Beach. I cannot believe I'm asking this question, and David's head is probably going to explode when he hears this. Toma, but I was wondering if our solution at right tackle on the offensive line is already on the roster. Granted, it was just a one-game tryout, but Trey Pipkin looked awfully good when he filled in for Rashawn Slater during the season. Is it possible that the new staff is finally unlocking that vast potential that made him such a high draft pick? And could he possibly be the solution there? If so, it would free up a lot of resources to chase other players that we would need at other positions.
0: <laughs> David's head has exploded. For the podcast audience, just know, you know it was great doing the show with David, but now his head has officially exploded. But David, I mean, this one's pretty much served up for you, so I'll let you get your take on it first.
2: Yeah, so... I understand the allure with Trey Pipkins going out there and playing very, very well in Rashawn stayed in Rashawn Slater's stead, and also did a fine job on the right side as well. That's when he Martin, when yeah. he played on the you know played on the right side for Storm, two very good games looked really good in the running game. I think they did some th- some things schematically to make it a little bit easier for him. But make no bones about it, he looked very, very good. But that's the thing. That was a two game sample size. In the perspective of all of the other snaps that we've seen previously, which, if we can be honest, is about 98% bad. So I just am not 100% comfortable at this moment in time just handing the keys over to Trey Pipkins and saying, All right, kid, it's your job. You earned it. No, I'm sorry. I'm not there yet. You're going to have to provide some more competition there and get somebody else in there and at least make him work for it, make him earn it because I need to see a lot more good before that's going to outweigh the bad that I've seen.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it is such a tiny sample size, 82 pass blocking snaps in 2021. And I mean, you only allowed three pressures, right? 3.6% yeah. pressure rate as opposed to in 2020 when his pressure rate was 7.5%. So literally, you know, less than half of what it was, you know, last season. So he improved a lot and it's the only season we've seen with him with this coaching staff. Um, Yeah. Preseason was rough. We saw a lot of mistakes there, but when we saw him get in the game, I mean, he was physical in the running game and he was night and day better in pass protection. The problem is it is such a small sample size and I just don't know how you can have faith in him. I mean, we've seen Tom Telesco go into the season with faith in guys like that, but I mean, what is the real potential that Trey Pipkins had. I mean, he was considered a huge reach in the third round. He was considered mm-hmm. coming out of that and draft like a fifth round pick, a sixth-round pick, a day three pick. I mean, we this was the closest thing we've seen to his potential. So it is very exciting because he could have a good depth piece. But at this point, I don't know how you could be very comfortable having him be any more than that. So I would understand if that made them, you know, feel like they could do something in free agency or, you know, not spend as high of resources there so they can go get resources elsewhere, maybe get a, you know, later round draft pick or a day two pick to try to develop and let Trey Pipkins battle it out with him or bring in a Dennis Kelly in free agency or something like that. But storm Norton allowed 60 pressures on 732 pass blocking snaps. And that's a 8.1 pressure percentage rate when guys were going up against him. So he was a lot better than storm Norton. So I mean, there, there is that, but I, it's hard to say they could have any kind of real confidence in that at this point. But one of the players I do have a ton of confidence in is Derwin James, the chargers, Indeed. You know, one of the best defensive players, if not their best defensive player, is coming up on a contract extension potentially this offseason as he heads into his fifth year, you know, contract year. We've seen him have a pretty healthy season this year. He returned to his all pro form And Donnie or also Blake's dad on Twitter comes with us. It comes to us with what will a Derwin James contract extension look like? I mean, I think the deal gets done this offseason. I don't know why you'd want him to play other than, hey, you know, stay healthy or whatever. But you know what you have. I think you get it extended as quickly as possible. David, I'll let you take a uh, crack at this contract before I give the numbers I think it's going to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you have to look at the top of the market uh, safety contracts that are out there right now, and that's Jamal Adams at four years, $70 million, which is an average annual value of $17.5 million per year. So if I'm Derwin James, I'm saying I'm definitely expecting to get at least that and more, so uh, honestly, I'm, I'm probably thinking, you know, just, you know, given his age, given the production that he has provided and, you know, taking in perspective the injuries that we've seen. I just think that Derwin James is way too important to this team and just an integral member of how this team operates, both on defense and from a leadership perspective. So I think the Chargers are probably going to have to offer somewhere in the neighborhood of five years And probably around $100 million. I'm thinking probably, you know, probably $55 million guaranteed. I think that's around the area of a contract you're probably going to have to give to Derwin Mm -hmm. James.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't see it being a five year extension. It could be, you know, it it could be that would lock him up for six seasons, not including 2022. Yeah, Um. I mean, it's, I think probably it's four, just because that's kind of the the framework that's been set. And we've seen them sure. go against that, you know, with Joey Bosa a little bit. We saw him mm-hmm. do that with other players before, but I have it coming in at four years, 72 million, right? At 18 million average per year. I think he yeah. comes in right above Jamal Adams and he deserves that comes in above Harrison Smith. He deserves that. And then I think he gets $40 million guaranteed. The highest ever right now for a safety is $38 million guaranteed. And yeah. that was to Jamal Adams. So he'll get the most guaranteed money ever. And the Chargers, I do believe, will make Derwin James the highest paid safety in the league this offseason because he deserves it. And that's what you do when you have premium talent. We saw him do that with Keenan Allen. We've seen them do that with Joey Bosa. Pay your players. I mean, Chargers yeah. fans, don't forget how much it's been a pain in the past when you had ownership and guys like that that didn't want to pay the players. This is... I mean the ownership has changed but like AJ Smith for example right that was always a big thing didn't pay Vincent Jackson didn't pay a ton of guys it was always a running theme with him but he had a lot of success in his career Tom Telesco has rewarded these positions in these premium players in the past I expected him to make Derwin James the highest paid safety of all time so I easy deal to me injuries be damned he's good enough where the two seasons you've seen is enough to outweigh the other two seasons and you've seen personal experience a guy like keenan Allen totally turned it around after a couple of unhealthy seasons so yeah i love derwin james just as a man like i just i'm in love with derwin james but he's also a really good football player first. too yeah no i mean it, it's the dude's impossible not to like i yeah. he, he, I, I just yeah, hope he would tell me he loves me because he told everyone else on the chargers and right? I, i've never sided that man not a single time so never derwin james is the truth uh at his best he's the best safety in the league yeah. He deserves no, to get paid like it. I mean, there's no
2: question about it. They, yeah. they need to make it happen. Get the deal done. Just send him the check, tell him to write the number down, and then just sign it. Okay. That's what you got to do. He's that important. Get it done.
0: The the thing is, is just like you have an all pro player. He literally can be the best player at his position. He does everything for you, he unlocks so yeah. much for you defensively. God knows what this defense would have been in 2021. It would have been the worst defense in the league. Jack general, of all generally. trades,
2: master of a lot of them. I mean, exactly, he's that yeah. damn good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's you do it as soon as possible because, like, why would you want any beef with this dude? Yeah, like, not at all. Yeah. The dude no brings the angst. energy. He's the best leader you probably have on your entire team as oh, yeah. far as a vocal leader. He's the, such a positive energy that he brings, plus also being potentially the best he's safety the in the NFL. Force.
2: Yeah. He's the life force 100%. of that team. I think just the no Chargers are a different or movie
0: with Derwin James in it. You know, you I go. think we all know the percentages. Of when the Chargers win, when this guy's on the field.
2: He's the rock of the Chargers. Okay. He's the biggest movie star in the world. Playing The Rock Johnson. the Chargers. Dwayne I mean, he also rock is Johnson.
0: just the rock, as well as just like being the rock in the storm, the thing that's holding you down when things get crazy. You want that guy on your sideline.
2: He's the lighthouse. Know?
0: Yes. He's the lighthouse in a dark sea, cloudy day that just guides you to safety. That's what Darwin James did. And he'll always tell you he loves you too. And that's just a blessing on top of that. But. Thank you guys for another great week of the Locked On Chargers podcast and being a part of that with us. We're appreciating the off season and having you guys all here and the crazy amount of support that you guys have given us. So thank you again for thank getting you. involved with this Fan Friday. And again, the number to call into the show is 323-524-7924. And you can always hit us up at Locked on LAC on Twitter as well. And we'll try to get those posts out on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find us on both of those platforms. But to make sure you never miss the show, subscribe to the new Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, and also follow the show for free on all platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there, and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. But guess what, guys? Monday is another edition of Mock Draft Monday, so we'll talk about some more potential first round picks for the Chargers. But until then, take it easy and go, Bolts!